Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet again another episode of The Voice of America, the official podcast of the People's National Party. I'm your host, Owen, and in this week's episode, we're going to be going over some of the social values and teachings that are promoted by the Catholic Church, Christianity, and Western civilization as a whole, and how those relate to the same uh, platform and agenda uh, regarding social and economic issues that us here at the PNP promote, um, because we're all about reestablishing, you know, tradition, uh, the family structure in society, um, and building the economy to uh, reflect that, uh, because we believe that's super important. That's why we are very pro-family, pro-worker, um, pro-God, right? Um, huge, huge issues to us, and I thought it'd be important to um, kind of go over the religious side of this movement, because you have to remember that this is more than just a political party that wants to you know, help the people of America. We're also a movement, a grassroots movement that cares about the communities that are in distress, that are suffering, that are struggling in in many different ways nowadays uh, by reestablishing these values, these teachings, these beliefs, um, systems of morals and ethics that are have deteriorated and really been thrown away for this modern, secular, degenerate society that we live in. So should be a really good So before we begin, um, as always, it's important to recognize the fact that our society, uh, the one we know of as Western civilization, uh, is being destroyed as we speak. Um, you know, the conservative establishment likes to call it cancel culture, um, but it's so much more than that. It is, we are losing our values, our faith our morals, our ethics, in the name of progressivism. And it is dangerous uh, and toxic, extremely toxic. And neither the Democrats nor the Republicans are doing anything to promote these values back into society, right? Uh, Re-energize the people to implement these beliefs into the communities that need it the most. Nobody's doing that. That's why here at the PNP, we are proud to say that we will fight for traditional families. We will fight for the rights of the pre-born. We will fight for the rights of the working man. We will fight for the people of this country because nobody seems to really be doing that right now. It's all about politics. It's all about money. And we're losing our connection to God, our connection to the church, our connection to the values and the social teachings that have established the great civilization we know of, Western society, Western culture. It's horrible. But it can be saved, right? Traditionalism is alive and prosperous in so many parts of the world. Um, but we need to take the steps in order to return America to the society that we want it to be. Um, which is why here at the People's National Party, in our agenda and in our platform, not only do we promote uh, conservative social values, but we also believe that the economy must reflect these same values and beliefs that we are trying to 
bring back. Um, you know, it's easy for the GOP to say that they're pro-life or that they, um, you know, they want opportunities for families to succeed, but they actually have to show that in their actions. And you can do that uh, through economic policies. The GOP does not care um, in the sense that they'll give bailouts to the billionaires and the wealthy and the elite, and the Democrats will do the same to the labor unions and other billionaires that are donating to them, and they won't care for the people. Um, in order to have a society in which God and the family is valued, we have to have an economic system and a you know government policies in place that will uh, provide these opportunities, right? You need to incentivize people to get married young, to have children. Uh, we need to shape the economy so that uh, only one parent has to work in order to support the entire household, right? Seven, eight decades ago, that was just the norm, right? The father had a good, steady job with a steady paycheck that supported his entire family, and they were able to own a house own at least two cars generally. And I mean, the the filling station attendant um, could afford all of that on the salary that he had. And now you can barely get by with both parents working. That's the beauties of capitalism and why capitalism, and I say that very sarcastically because capitalism, you know, although often promoted by conservatives, is extremely anti-Christian. It's extremely uh anti-Western civilization and all the values that we promote. So the answers uh, to these economic questions are right in front of us, but a lot of people refuse to read them, see them, express them in their, in their daily lives um, because they're afraid of the reactions that other people will give them or what will happen when uh, the elite in our society, whether that be the wealthy elite, the government elite, um, or pop culture icons, social media influencers, anybody who is at the top of the food chain, you know, people at the bottom are afraid to express their beliefs, especially people getting into politics. Because when you're getting into politics, when you're trying to start a movement or a party, or even if you're just trying to run as a Democrat or Republican, you have to suck it up to the establishment. You have to suck it up to the corporate elite, to the billionaires, to the heads of the and the leaders of the labor unions, because that's where all the money is. But it's not where the people's voices are. And the people's voices, obviously, because of this, are not being represented. And most importantly, the values of Christianity, the traditions, and the beliefs that we have are not being promoted in this society because we've forgotten who Jesus is. We've forgotten what the Bible is, what it means to the people of this country, to the families, and to the future generations of this world. So here at the People's National Party, we believe that a distributist economic system that values the workers, values the families, supports the people, not the elite, is what must be implemented in order to return our society to what it once was. And 
religion is just the beginning of it. It's the base. You cannot have a moral society, a moral civilization without a code of conduct, a, a way, a written rule book, basically. Otherwise, you would have complete anarchy and chaos. And that is bad. That is very, very bad. And that is what we, we get closer and closer to. Having a secular society where everybody can do whatever the hell they want without any um, repercussions or consequences. But that's not how the world is supposed to work. We're supposed to call each other out, judge each other for the bad actions that we do. Um, and, and that also is being thrown away uh, in the name of progressivism, which is awful. It's absolutely awful. Right? John Adams famously said that the United States Constitution was built for a moral and religious people. Even Thomas Jefferson, a classical liberal, could agree with this. Because people understood back then that in order to build the great civilization that they wanted America to become and that it eventually did become, we would need God at the center. We do need the church to be involved in the state's affairs. I know so, so, so many leftists and libertarians get so triggered with that statement. They want the separation of church and state, but they don't even know what the origins of that phrase originally meant. It was originally coined by the founder of Rhode Island, and it was promoted throughout the colonies. And uh, back when they were making the Constitution, uh, it didn't mean that the church had to stay out of the state's affairs, but that they wanted the state to stay out of the church's affairs. They wanted the state to separate itself from what was going on in the church. In fact, they wanted the church to be more involved in the state because they knew a state that did not have, again, those moral and religious values to guide the people and guide the government, it would crumble. And sure enough, that is exactly what we are seeing. We are seeing a society that is so divided, so uh, separated, from faith, from religion, from the church, that we are getting, we are going deeper and deeper into the ground and we don't know how to get out. And we got to get out relatively soon, otherwise we're going to get stuck. If we want to preserve the history and the values, this is where it starts. Moving on, beyond economic views, changing the social, uh, values of this country are extremely important as well. Promoting tradition. Here, I'll read a piece off of the party platform under tradition. The People's National Party on the political spectrum is right-wing and populist. Traditions, values, and standards which have evolved throughout history cannot and should not be ignored. The American people have the right to protect their own history and culture. The laws and values of the host country have to be respected. We advocate a firm policy against crime. We regard the traditional family as the cornerstone of society. But above all, we fight for a united nation and a united people. Exactly. And you cannot have a united nation or a united people without religion at the center 
of the civilization. Furthermore, under the preservation of the traditional family unit, it, re it reads, marriage, family, and society. Foremost among those institutions is the American family. It is the foundation of civilized society, and the cornerstone of the family is natural marriage, the union of one man and one woman. Its daily lessons are cooperation, patience, mutual respect, responsibility, and self-reliance, which are fundamental to the order and progress of America. Strong families, depending upon God and, the, and, and one another, as we have learned over the last five decades, the loss of faith and family, family life leads to people seeking unproductive and immoral habits to try to fill the gaps in their lives. This is why the People's National Party formulates public policy from taxation to education, from health care to welfare, with attention to the needs and strengths of the family. It is why everyone should be concerned about the state of the American family today, not because of ideology or doctrine, but because of the overwhelming evidence of experience, social science, and common sense, all of which gives us these truths about traditional marriage. Children raised in a two-parent household tend to be physically and emotionally healthier, more likely to do well in school, less likely to use drugs and alcohol, engage in crime, or become pregnant out of marriage. We oppose policies and laws that create a financial incentive or encourage cohabitation. Moreover, marriage remains the greatest antidote to child poverty. The 40% of children who now are born outside of marriage are five times more likely to live in poverty than children born and raised by a mother and father in their home. Nearly three-quarters of the $450 billion the government spends annually on welfare goes to single-parent households. This is what it takes for a government vill governmental village to raise a child, and the village is doing a tragically poor job of it. The data and facts lead to an inescapable conclusion. Every child deserves a, mar a married mother and father. The reality remains that millions of Americans... American families do not have the advantages that come with that structure. We honor the courageous efforts of those who bear the burdens of parenting alone and embrace the principle that all Americans should be treated with dignity and respect. But respect is not enough. Our laws and our government's regulations should recognize marriage as the union of one man and one woman and actively promote married family life as the basis of a stable and prosperous society. That was a bit longer, but it is all super, super important, and I hope you paid attention because it only reinforces exactly what I have been saying. The family uh, is the building block of society, and it is because of the Christian values that were once promoted uh, by the two parties, by our just about everyone in society centuries ago and leading up to the beginning of the 21st century, these values that have been lost, right? The the nuclear family is being thrown away in favor of the modern degeneracy of of this uh, progressive culture that we live in, and it's it's horrible. It's wrong in so many ways. And um, as it was saying with the statistics, uh, a married household, a household that is strong in their faith with God, a household that values both the man and the woman equally and and uh, acknowledges and respects the man and the woman's gender roles in society and their values that 
is when the household and ultimately the community and the nation as a whole prosper, when everybody is working together, embracing their culture, embracing who they are as a person. doesn't matter if you're black, white, yellow, man, woman, whatever. You matter. This is America. Everyone is supposed to be valued, appreciated, and respected. And our modern degenerate society is not allowing for that to happen. We need to make the economic and social reform that will better this society because the Republicans and the Democrats aren't doing it, and they certainly are not in line with God, with the church, with the Bible, or with the values of the working people of this country. And that is why here at the People's National Party, we cannot encourage enough the need for other things, just beyond the nuclear family and economic reform. Things like addressing uh, taxation uh, when it comes to caring for the poor, a huge value that has been uh, disregarded, that is that used to be promoted in Christian social teaching, right? We need to bring these things back. And this is exactly where a moral and religious government uh, comes into play, right? Because to most uh, members of the Republican Party, uh, you should just pull yourself up by the bootstraps and figure it out yourself for how to get out of poverty. But that is not only going to destroy the lives of so many people, it's going to disincentivize them to do exactly what you want them to do. That is, you know, not have abortions. Um, because, you know, abortions linked to a huge issue is of it is linked to poverty and lack of funding and financial resources. Uh, things like uh, not settling down and getting married, right? If it's just cheaper to live on your own in a studio apartment or, you know, something like that and work, you know, somewhere and get a bunch of welfare checks, uh, disincentivizing you to not, you know, settle down, like I said, or, or have children or anything like that, well, then that's the society that you're going to have. You're going to have that society. What you put into the system is going to come out as an outcome some, somewhere or another. And, and if you don't nurture the nation and the people in the nation, they will not be able to prosper, and thus the nation cannot prosper. I don't know why this is such a difficult thing for Americans to comprehend, or politicians just even, right? I mean, it'd be great if we just had a couple decent-minded, uh, moral leaders in our society, in our political class, who could just step back and say, you know what, I'm going to say, screw it to all the establishment, to the, uh, to the donor class, to the other political elite, uh, to the mainstream, um, and I'm just going to promote the values that my people that I'm representing, or the values that I personally have, I'm just going to promote those. Because that's what the people need. I know what the people need, right? Wouldn't it be great if just some populist politician came around and did that? Well, it's not going to happen. It generally doesn't. Because people who just go into the political world and say straight up what the people need always, always get booed off the stage. And they get booed off the stage not by the people, but by the the same old regulars who have been in the political game for years who know 
that politics is a game of chess and, you know, you're not going to save the world. You're not going to save America. You're not even really going to be able to save your community. Just getting basic, simple spending packages or some kind of, you know, bill that has no significance to the American people's lives is a win as far as it goes for the Congress, right? A great example of this is Bernie Sanders, right? I've brought him up a couple times before um, in the podcast. Um, I fully understand why you don't like him. I absolutely hate his social views. They're absolutely disgusting. But he is the example of someone who came up onto into the political world and said exactly what the people were demanding, economically speaking, uh, with his democratic socialist platform. He said straight up what the people need. And the establishment Democrats cheated him out of the presidential nomination twice. Bernie Sanders should have won in 2016 and 2020 for the Democratic nomination. I'm not saying he should have been president. I'm not saying I would have voted for him. I'm not saying that he would have won. But he should have been the, the nominee for the Democrats. But the establishment cheated him out. Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden used, they raised millions they raised millions to combat his platform because they knew deep down inside that his economic agenda was actually going to help this country. But furthermore, it was going to destroy the power that the Democratic Party had. And the Democrats and the Republicans, who are, as I've said, farther from Christ, farther from the church, farther from religion than we have ever seen before, all they care about is money, power, greed, wealth, and sustaining those things and making sure that they uh, survive. They don't care about the people. They don't care about the religious values of this nation. They say they do, but they don't. And that's why populists always have to work by themselves individually and they never get any help because nobody's on their side except for the grassroots movements and the people, which should be enough in a supposed democracy, but it's clearly not. And that just uh, shines a light on so many of the flaws of this current uh, democratic republic system that America has. Um, you know, it really just all goes back to what the founding fathers wanted, what they preached, right? They preached of a society that was guided by a moral compass that emulated the perfect civilization in which God and the family prospered. And greed, exploitation, whether it be from the government or from the corporate elite, were, were basically non-existent. That was the ideal society. And they fought for that so hard. And I'm not saying you can, you can 